Turn your Bibles to the book of Proverbs chapter 3. We're going to start in Proverbs chapter 3 this morning. And as you're turning there, just a question for you this morning. What do you call an alligator wearing a vest? An investigator. Y'all are getting it. Yes, an investigator. Absolutely. Why can't a nose be 12 inches long? Because then it would be a foot. See that? We're smart today. Amen. That's right. Some guys are catching on, or you found my uh, joke book somewhere. Amen. So this morning, we are going to continue in our uh, study that we started last week, looking at God's direction for me, for you, God's direction for us. And we are no doubt living in some very, very dark days of deception. Amen. And we need truth and we need godly wisdom now more than ever before. And we need God's direction to guide us through these very, very dark days. And we, we got our text from Proverbs chapter 3. Skip down to verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. God's love, we talk about the love of God. We, we sang about the love of God this morning. And God's love is completely unconditional. Amen? That means there's no conditions attached to it. God just loves us. That means that there is nothing that we can do to make God love us more. And there's also nothing that we can do to make God love us any less. Amen? His love for us is unconditional. Now, with that being said, we need to understand that his blessings are not. Amen? God's love is unconditional, but his blessings are conditional. They're conditional. They require our obedience to receive them. Verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. See, that second part. Leaning not on our own understanding, trusting in our own understanding. That's the hardest part of all these conditions that we see uh, in verse 5, isn't it? To not trust in our own understanding. In Daniel chapter 12, verse 4. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. It's pretty close to today, isn't it? Amen. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. We see this right before our eyes, amen? I don't know about you, but I tend to find myself always in a hurry, always seem to be running late, always seem to, to need to be somewhere, and I'm not quite there yet, amen? We're running to and fro where, you know, the world has shrunk. We can get to places much faster than we have ever have before. And God said, this is exactly how it will be in the end times, and knowledge shall increase. We're always running here and there, but the world has no idea where they're going, amen? Constantly on the go, but they have no idea where we're going. We've lost our way in these dark days of deception, amen? What do we need to do? Well, first and foremost, we need to get our eyes fixed back 
on our Lord and Savior. Amen? We need to get our eyes fixed back on him and our feet back on his path. Not our own path. Not the path that we think we should be on. But we need to get our feet back on his path. Isaiah 58.11 The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. You shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water. And those waters do not fail. The Lord will guide you continually. Amen? Psalm 32.8 I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Amen? Not our own sight, not our own perception, not how we see things. We need to trust in the Lord and let him guide us with his eye because he has the perfect perspective over all things. Amen? Psalm 37, 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Last week we you know, touched on success and what does success look like and true success in life is not money it's not fame it's not fortune it's not letters after your last name the amount of college degrees you can earn true success is the realization of God's will in your life amen that is what true success is our goal in life is to find the will of God it is to follow the will of God and it is to finish the will of God. Amen? That is our highest calling. And we started with that first step. The first step in doing all this is that we must trust in Him. Trust in the Lord is God's command for us. Not in a scheme, not in a program, not in the government, not in each other. We are to trust in the Lord. We're to trust in a person, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? How much so did he say we're to trust in the Lord? With what? All of our heart. Not part of it, not most of it, not the majority of it. He says trust in the Lord with all of our heart. Why do so many find it difficult to trust in the Lord? Why do so many have a, a half-hearted desire and devotion to Christ? It's because they don't truly love him. Amen? It's because they don't truly love him. You cannot trust someone you don't love. Why don't we love him? Because we don't know him enough. Amen? We don't know him enough. You cannot truly love someone unless you know them, and you cannot know someone unless you spend time with them. Amen? If you know the Lord Jesus Christ then you can't help but love him. You can't help but adore him. Those who don't trust him, don't love him, they don't love him because they don't know him. How do we get to know Christ? Same way we get to know anybody. We have to spend time. Amen? You have to spend time with him. It's no different from any other relationship. The more you get to know them, 
the more you draw closer to them, the more you draw closer to them, what happens? You begin to love them. And that love strengthens over time. You have to spend time where? How do we get God to speak to us? Amen. This is his word. If we want to talk to God and and conversation is a two-way street. We have to get into his word and allow him to speak to us. And then we go into prayer. And that's how we speak to him. Amen. Spend time in his word. Spend time listening to, to sound preaching and sound Bible study. Get into a Bible study that teaches the word. Amen. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Verse 7 also says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear of the Lord or fear the Lord and depart from evil. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Why? God tells us. He gives us a warning. Proverbs 14:12. He says, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Amen? A way that seems right. Proverbs 2. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding... Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for a hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk up rightly amen we are to seek true wisdom we are to to seek true understanding and where do we find true wisdom and true understanding in his word because he is the standard of truth god is that standard of truth amen we are to love him and the more that we love him the more that we can trust him And the more that we can trust him, the more that we will obey him. And the more that we obey him, the more he will bless our lives. Amen. Remember, love, his love for us is unconditional, but his blessings are conditional. Amen. They require our obedience. Love him, trust him, obey him, and allow him to bless you. Amen. Step number two, we have to be committed to him. Going back to our original text. So here's the conditions. Trust in the Lord with all of our heart. Lean not in our own understanding. In all of our ways, we are to what? Acknowledge him. In how many of our ways? All. What's all mean? All means all, and that's all that all means. Amen? All of our ways we are to acknowledge Him. This is speaking about total commitment to our Lord and Savior. We have to acknowledge 
his lordship over every area of our life. Amen? Remember, we are to, we are to trust in him with what? All of our heart. And we are to acknowledge him in all of our ways. We have to acknowledge his lordship in every area of our life. He is our sovereign. He is our only wise king. And he has the right to rule over every part of us. Amen? He earned that right on Calvary's cross. When he took our place... When he willingly shed his precious blood and took our place, he took on our sins and he paid our sin debt. He has earned that right, amen, to rule over every part of us. We can't pick and choose and say, well, you know what, Lord, I I do pretty good in this area of my life. I'll continue controlling that. You can have the other areas. You know, I'm pretty good with finances, Lord. I'm, I'm good over here. I'll, I'll take care of that. Or I'm good in my relationships. You can have the other parts. We can't do that. Amen. We can't pick and choose and, and decide which parts of, of our life that lo- the Lord will rule over. He has to rule over all. He's either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. Amen. It's that simple. He's either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. It takes a total commitment to him. Unfortunately, too many believers, they feel that this type of commitment, well, that's, that's for the pastors and that's for the deacons and, and the trustees in the church. That's not what his word says. Amen. Total commitment is for every one of his children. It applies to every born-again believer. Too many Christians are afraid to make that type of commitment. Where do you think that fear stems from? It falls back to that love category, or I should say that lack of love category. A lack of true love for Christ. Listen to what he said in John 14. Jesus says, he who has my commandments, how many own a Bible? Then we have his commandments, amen, right? He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Many have that, or they don't have that commitment because they lack true love for Christ. And Jesus spells it out here. He says, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. Remember what I said earlier, the more we love him, the more we can what? Trust him. And the more we trust him, naturally, we will obey him. It's that natural progression. Get to know him and you will love him. And let that love cast away any fear of commitment. We need to understand that committing to God, committing to the Lord's will, is not something that we have to do. Amen? 
Praise God. God didn't make us robots. God created us in his image. We're created as a triune being. We worship a triune God, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He made us a triune being, body, soul, and spirit. But he also created us with a free will. Amen? Because you have to have a free will in order to have true what? True love. Amen? God could have created us robots to just worship him and bow down to him 24-7, but he didn't. He created us with a free will so that we could freely love him back. He loves us unconditionally. His desire is for us to do what? To love him back freely. Amen? So committing to the Lord's will is not, is not something that we have to do. It's something that we get to do. Amen? It's a privilege. It's something that we get to do. And too many falsely believe. And that's because they're, they're trusting in their own understanding. That doing the will of God will, will sacrifice their fulfillment in life and, and their true desires. Listen, it's completely the opposite. Amen? It's not until we totally commit ourselves to him that we will find true fulfillment in our life. That won't happen until we commit and we find the will of God for us. Amen? What is God's will for my life? Until I find that, I'm going to feel empty. I'm going to feel like there's something missing. I'm not going to be content. My joy will not be full. You know, last week I gave that example. We can be in the will of God, but not in the complete will of God. Amen? And I gave the example, of, you know, when God called me to preach. He didn't just call me to preach, but he called me to preach somewhere. And that somewhere was here in this pulpit over 20 years ago. Amen? Now, if I would have followed God's call for me to preach and I went somewhere else, I'd be in the will of God. I'd be preaching the gospel, but I wouldn't be in his complete perfect will because I was preaching at the wrong church. The same is true for our life. You know, a lot of people try to justify what they're doing by saying, well, you know, God wants me to do this. Well, maybe he does, but not quite in that way. We need to find God's perfect will for our life. Psalm 37, 4. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Amen? How many do we see searching this world from one end to the other, trying to fulfill the desires of their heart, and they continually come up empty day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year? So many people find fame and fortune, and yet they find themselves all alone and undone. Because God created us with a hole in our heart that only Jesus Christ can fill. Amen. We need our Lord's guidance now more than ever before. And we see today that fewer and fewer are trusting in him and then they try to draw us in and try to deceive us to not trust in him. 
Oh, that's old-fashioned. You know, church was for your grandparents and your great-grandparents. The Bible's not, the Bible's not pertinent anymore. We have to guard our heart. We have to trust in Him with all of our heart. And make a total commitment. How do we do that? We have to acknowledge that He is Lord. We have to turn our entire life over to him, give him access to every part of our being, and acknowledge that he is Lord over every part. You see, when we do that, then he will direct our paths. Amen? You see, these verses, verses 5 and 6 in Proverbs 3, First three parts are, those are the conditions. Trust in the Lord with all of our heart. Lean not on our own understanding. Acknowledge Him in all our ways. And then, He shall direct our paths. You see, His directing of our paths, that is, that is when we meet those conditions. That's what happens when we trust in the Lord with all of our heart. That's what happens when we don't lean on our understanding and we seek his wisdom. We seek his understanding. That's what happens when we acknowledge him in all of our ways. So the question is how? How will he direct our paths? First way, I've been talking about this the whole message, through his word. Amen. He will direct our paths through his word. That's how God speaks to us. Amen. That is his word. Every Bible verse that we've read through this morning is God speaking to us. Amen. That is his word. We have this in our, in our Bible pledge. Psalm 119.105 For your word is a lamp. To my feet and a light to my path. If we want to know God's way, then we have to know God's word. Amen. If we want to know God's way, we have to know God's word. That's the first and foremost way that, that He directs us. The second way is through prayer, through our spirit. Amen. The Bible tells us that once we are saved, that our spirit communicates with his spirit. Amen? His Holy Spirit. Jesus, when Jesus had to ascend back to heaven, what did he say? He said, I will leave you the comforter, his Holy Spirit to abide inside of us. And our spirit and his spirit, they communicate. Amen? Prayer is our opportunity to speak to God. It's our opportunity to ask for wisdom, to ask for understanding, to ask for guidance, to ask Him to guide our path. Amen? How often do we truly do that? You know, think about that. How often do we truly ask God for wisdom, to ask Him for guidance and direction? Listen, God honors our prayers, and God answers every single one of them. 
Sometimes he answers yes. Sometimes he flat says no. And other times he says wait. Amen? But God answers every prayer that we send to him. Yes, no, and wait. You know, we think back in in the book of Acts when the apostles, they were looking to replace Judas. So what did they do? They sought God's guidance. Amen? In Acts chapter 1, verse 24. And they prayed, and they said, You, O Lord, who knows the hearts of all, show which of these two you have chosen to take part in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell, that he might go to his own place. They sought the Lord's direction, looking to replace Judas. And God chose Matthias. Amen? God gave them divine direction. He gave them divine guidance in who to choose. But that's because they sought him in prayer. Amen? And God's spirit spoke to their spirit. Third way, through the giving of wisdom. Amen. I've said it over and over. We are to seek wisdom. We're to seek understanding. God says in the book of James, chapter 1, verses 5 and 6, he says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. pretty good promise, isn't it? Amen? It's a guarantee that God gives us. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Now here's the condition. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a, a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. So the key is when we ask, we ask in what? In faith. Amen? We have to ask in faith, understanding that God can and he will grant what we ask. Ephesians 5, 17. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So wisdom, we're hearing this word over and over. What, what exactly is wisdom? Well, wisdom, let, let me make it simple. Wisdom is having the mind of Christ and understanding through what? Through the word of God. Wisdom is having the mind of Christ and having understanding through the word of God. That is wisdom. It's not the wisdom of the world, but it is godly wisdom. And finally, God directs our paths through his divine providence. Amen? His divine providence. Revelation chapter 3. Skipping down to verse 7. This is Jesus speaking. He said, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia... 
right. These things says he who is holy, he who is true. He who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it. Amen. God's divine providence. He's telling us that there is an open door. But there are also many adversaries trying to shut it on us. Amen. That's the understanding we need to take from this. That God opens the doors for us, but there are many adversaries that are standing in our way. They're trying to close that door on us. But we need to understand if God opens a door then there is not a legion of demons, there is not a, a man on this world, or, 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 or even the devil himself that can shut it. Amen? If God opens that door in your life, it cannot be shut by anyone. Now you can choose not to go through that door, but that door is open. Amen? And no one can shut it if he opened it. God directs our paths through his word, his whisper, upon our spirit, wisdom, and the work of his providence. Amen. God directs our paths in all those ways. Now, I want to show you something here this morning. We go back to verse 6 in our original text. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Now I want you to pay attention to that word paths. That comes from the, from the Greek word yasher. And it means to literally cut a path. It means to clear the way. That's what God is talking about here when he says, I will direct your paths. I will clear a way. Not only does God lead us, not only does God direct our paths, but he is literally clearing the way for us to go through. Isaiah chapter 40, verses 3 and 4. Let me read this to you. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, every mountain and hill brought low. That crooked place shall be made straight, and the rough places smooth. God is using that same word, Yasher, when he says straight and smooth. When we trust in him with, with all of our heart, and we acknowledge him in all of our ways, Friend, listen, God will bulldoze a path through the wilderness of darkness that goes before us. He will clear that path and he will open that door for you to go through that no one can shut. Amen? No man, no demon, no evil 
can get in our way if God clears our path. No one can stand against the child of God who trusts in Him, who acknowledges Him in all their ways. Nothing can stand in our path if we are doing the will of God. 